This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. Well, here we are, our last parking lot service as we get ready to step inside. And it's going to be an ongoing adventure because it's been an adventure so far, yes? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, figuring this out together. Uh, sometimes you think of going on an adventure and it sounds exciting until you start to experience the adventure. And you're like, I don't know if this is what I signed up for. I remember our, our first summer, our family moved to Canada. All of our new friends were telling us, you've got to go on this hike to see this beautiful waterfall. It's a super easy hike, but you just you walk through such beautiful, the, the bush is what they call the forests there. You just, but it's just this gorgeous thing. And so we're like, let's do this. And so I remember like just being so excited to do this family adventure until the reality of things start to, to take place. And so we, we make it to this waterfall, and we're kind of standing around, and I'm very much aware, I'm in parent mode, I'm very much aware like there's just slick rocks everywhere. Like this could go really bad, and, and sure enough, I hear this, whoa! And I, and I turn around, and our, our oldest daughter at the time, she was like seven or eight, she had just slipped. And my first thought is like, are you okay? And I realize she's okay, but now she's just wet, miserable in the mud. And she's like, what do I do? And I'm like, you gotta stand up. That's like step one. <laughs> And then let's just kind of keep figuring out. And she's just not having a good moment at this point in time. And so I'm like, hey, everyone, we got to be careful. And as soon as I say that, she slips again the other way and then just belly flops onto the wet rocks. And so now she's just wet and miserable. And you know how, like, you're just not having a good time. And because you're not having a good time, no one else around you is now going to have a good time. <laughs> That's what we're all experiencing in this moment. And and I'm just like, hey, I like, I'm so sorry, but wait, we, like, we've got to walk back now. Be like, well, can you carry me? And I'm like, no, no, I can't carry you, but you can make it. So this wonderful adventure turns into something that no one planned. And so now we're walking back the, the, the couple miles or so to get back to our car. And instead of it being this family bonding time of laughter and stories, we're just in this silent space of just not enjoying each other. <laughs> And somewhere along the way in that trail, I, I just hear my oldest daughter, Indy's voice, behind me, kind of breaking the silence. And she's like, Dad, if I got stuck out here, would you come find me? And I, I just, I remember the, the question struck me, like, oh, no, we, we still love each other. Like, <laughs> like, just because we're in a tough spot doesn't mean we don't love each other. But, but I remember that question just, just hitting me, and, and I, I began to understand there was something deeper going on in that question that she was asking. Like, like I think what she wanted to know in that moment is, 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 is our relationship good? Like, would you look out for me? Would you take care of me if, if things don't go well in my life? Like, like Dad, do I, do I actually belong to you? And I remember that question just, just resonating with me because I think in my own life, in my own story, in my own journey of, of trying to follow after Jesus, I've asked those questions. Like, like hey, Jesus, if it, if it gets tough, if it gets crazy, if things don't go well, if, if I slip up and fall down, like, would you come for me? Like, like do, I, do I belong to you? And I think it's an interesting question to, to chase after. It's an important one to wrestle with, I think, in our own stories because Jesus is so much more than just some interesting person, so much more than just an inspiring historical figure. Like, like Jesus said, I came to give you life, and I'm going to lead you into the fullness of that life. 
that, that he invites us to walk with him and follow him so that we can begin to experience this new life that he wants to give us, this, this new life with God, this, this new life with each other, this, this whole new way of being human that he wants to lead us into. And, and so it's an important thing, I think, to wrestle with, like, Jesus, I want to make sure, do, do, I, do I truly know you? Do, do I really belong to you? And so these past weeks, we've been, we've been unpacking, taking this deep dive in this epic teaching that Jesus gives about what it means to step into this new life with him, about how do we walk with him and follow him and to, to see what he has to say about this life, to, to see what we can learn from him, to, to actually have a sense of, hey, I, I do know you and, and I do belong to you. And, and so we've been chasing after this together. And, and I think one of the things, if you've ever wrestled with that question, do I really belong to you? It's, it's, it's a good question to wrestle with at times because it's like, hey, Jesus, am I really, really following you? And what I love about Jesus is he actually wants us to know the answer to that question. I mean, one of the ways that Jesus described himself was as a good shepherd. And what he said is that he would look out for his sheep. In fact, he would lay down his life for his sheep. And that's exactly what Jesus did for us. That when Jesus laid down his life, like when he went and faced death itself, he did that on our behalf so that when he defeated death, he could now lead us into new life with him. And so if we're ever asking that question, hey, Jesus, would you, would you come for me? Like if life gets crazy, if the brokenness of life takes me out, if my own brokenness takes me out, like that, that question's been decidedly answered by what Jesus has done for us. And Jesus is talking to his first followers, and on the night he's getting ready to go to that cross, he, he's telling them all sorts of things. And one of the things that he says to them is that no one has greater love than the person who would be willing to lay down their life for their friends. And then Jesus goes and does that. And so as we're wrestling with that question, I, I think we can put it to rest to a certain degree because of what we've seen Jesus has done for us. I, I think the question we have to wrestle with in that is, are we going to listen to him when he talks to us about this life he's given to us? Like, are we going to believe him when he talks to us about what it means to follow him? Are we going to go with him when we walk with him? Are we going to trust him when he says, follow me? Or will there be places in our life where we'll say, no, no, Jesus, I want to go my own way. And that's something that I think we all have to wrestle with at different points in our journey of, of discovering Jesus and wondering if he's the guy we want to chase after this life he's come to give us. And so as we begin to come to the end of this epic teaching that Jesus has been giving, he starts to share these warnings with the people that were listening to him that day. And so as we saw way back at the beginning of this, the Jesus sits down on this mountainside and he begins to teach his first followers. And this huge crowd gathers around because they want to check him out. They want to hear what he has to say. And, and so this crowd gathered around him is, is, is this mixture of people. Some are there because they're just trying to figure out what Jesus is all about. They're curious about him. Like, who are you? I've heard these cool things you've, you've done. I want to see more about you. And and that there are some in that crowd that would say, no, we, we actually believe you're who you said you were. We're, we're believing that you've come to give us this life. And, and so with this crowd that's been gathered around him, Jesus starts to get personal with them. And he's throwing out these warnings with them because he wants them to understand who he is and what he's come to do. And so he's like basically saying, hey, be careful that you don't miss it. Like, be careful you don't miss out on what I'm all about. Be careful you don't miss out on what I've come to do because it's very possible you could. 
And I don't know if you've ever seen warning signs as you're driving around, but like when you're, you're suddenly turning a corner and you see these big flashing signs that says like danger ahead, it's usually there for a reason. Like, hey, maybe we should pay attention to this. So when we first moved to Canada, we would be driving in the outskirts of the, the town we were living in, and we would see these signs all over when you're out on the highways that would say, Night Danger. And I remember thinking, that sounds like an awesome band. Like, I would love to be, like, by their album, right? <laughs> but the sign, Night Danger, has this picture of an animal, and it's one of the most dangerous animals you can encounter on the road in Canada. Guess what it is? A moose. Which I also think would make a cool t-shirt, Night Danger. <laughs> now, our entire time living there, the only time we saw a moose was when it was legs up in the back of a trailer because it didn't survive hunting season. But I do remember seeing those signs and thinking, I think they're there for a reason. <laughs> because encountering a moose in the middle of the night at 55 miles an hour on icy roads, I don't think it's going to go well. <laughs> and so maybe the, the signs are there for a reason to pay attention to something. And so here's Jesus laying out these warnings, like saying, hey, look out. Because there's a reason he's telling us this. And, and so as we press into these warnings today, as we take a look at what he has to say, I, I, I think it might stand a reason that we want to pay attention because I think he's actually trying to look out for us because he's wanting to lead us into the good things he has for us. And so let's lean in as we hear what Jesus has to say today. And let's wrestle with what he's going to tell us. And see if there's things that, that we need to maybe pay attention to in our own stories today because Jesus wants to lead us into more life. And so as we jump into this, this part of his teaching now, as he's getting close to landing the plane, in Matthew 7, Jesus begins and he lays out his first warning, and this is what he says. He says, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. And so here's this first warning. He's saying, hey, like, like, there's, there's two gates in life. There's these two paths that you can choose to walk on. And, and one will lead you into life, but the other one will actually lead you into death. They're not the same. And you've got to be careful which one you're choosing. Because if you're on a path that's actually leading you away from God, that is not the path to life. Even if it looks good, even if it looks like it, it, it looks fun or whatever the reason is, if we're walking on a path that's taking us away from God, we're actually walking away from life because God is the source of life. And so even if it looks like progress to our eyes, progress as a culture or a society, it's never progress if it's leading us in the wrong direction. And so here's Jesus saying, look out and be careful. And Jesus has come to show us the gateway to life and to lead us into the right path as we follow him. But, it's, but, but what he says about that path to life, he says it's a difficult road. He says, hey, not everyone can find this one. And, and you wrestle with that. Like, Jesus, well, why is it so difficult? Have you ever wondered why, why is the path of following you so challenging, Jesus? Has anyone ever asked that? Am I the only one? Come on. A couple of us? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share my answer, and you could, you could tell me if it feels like it's the same as your answer. But you know why I think the path of following Jesus is so difficult? It's because I'm the one trying to do it. And I'm a stubborn son of a something. And there, there are just times where, where Jesus is just moving and leading and guiding, and, and he's like, 
Joel, we're going to go left, okay? So there's this fork coming up in the road, and we're going to go left because left is the path to life. And I'm like, but Jesus, I want to go right. And those are moments that we have to do this thing called surrender. Like, Jesus, do I actually trust you when you're talking to me about life? The reason it's a difficult road is because to follow Jesus will, will, will require ongoing moments of surrender in our life and in our story. Like, Jesus, do I trust you when you're talking to me about the things of life that don't always make sense to me or that I don't always like at first? Right, so Jesus will talk to us about love all the time. And, and, oh, we love talking about love. Oh, yeah, Jesus, tell me more about this love thing. And then he'll say, like, really hard things like, yeah, and love your enemies. And it's like, no. Like, I'll love the people I like when I like them, Jesus, but love my enemies. What are you talking about? But do, do we actually believe that he's inviting us to something that's for our good, that he wants to teach us something? Or when Jesus talks to us about money, oh, how many of you love it when you hear Jesus saying, hey, let's talk about your finances? You're like, yes, I'm waiting for this one. And yet when Jesus talks to us about our finances, about not storing up treasures on earth, but actually leveraging what we have to have an echo into eternity, like, do I, do I actually believe you? Do I trust you? Or if Jesus starts to meddle with personal things like, hey, let's talk about sexuality. Oh, Jesus, no, 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 no. Like, I want to do my own thing. You're so old-fashioned. But do I, do I actually believe that what he wants to talk to me about is, is for my good? Will I actually trust him enough? And so when Jesus says, let's go left, do I believe him and will I trust him? Will I trust him enough to turn from what he would say is the broken path? to surrender from this old life and walk with him more fully into the new life. And see, I think one of the ways we can actually know that we belong to him is if we're looking around our life and we see that we are with Jesus. So if you ever find yourself walking through life and you suddenly look around and you're like, where the heck is Jesus? That's probably a brilliant moment to raise your hand and say, would you come find me? Would you come and show up in my story and help me find the path of life that you want to lead me on? But, I mean, here's Jesus' first warning. He's saying, be careful, be careful, be careful. Be careful you're not on the wrong path because it's an easy one to stumble into. And one of the reasons why I think we can find ourselves on that wrong path is because there are so many voices in our world. Like there are a cacophony of voices in the world around us and not all of them speak truth. And so Jesus starts to give his second warning. And what he says here is, hey, be careful. Be careful who you're listening to. Because not all voices are the same. And so he goes on with his second warning, and this is what he says. He says, beware of false prophets who come disguised as sheep but are really vicious wolves. And so in the second warning, just like there's, there's different gates and there's different paths, there are different voices, and, and not all of them will lead us into life. There will be some voices that even maybe with the best of intentions that will actually lead us into the path of death. And so here's Jesus saying, two gates, two paths. Be careful who you're listening to. And, and what I really appreciate about him saying this in this moment is that Jesus never calls us to be mindless followers. He actually wants us to grow in our understanding, to be discerning so that we have wisdom to figure out how we listen to the right voices in our life. 
And so one of the things that Jesus will say is when you look at a person's life, you can tell a lot about who they are and what path they are on. And so he goes on in the second warning and he says this about those, those false prophets. He says, you can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. And so he's using this, this fruit analogy. He says, can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. And see, that this, the second warning that Jesus throws out, it's like if we're seeing the, hey, night danger, moose, that this is the warning, it, it should cause us to pause and, and reflect and, and consider the voices we're choosing to listen to. Like, who are the voices that are influencing us? And, and consider where they're leading us. Are, are they leading us toward life, or are they leading us toward death? And we need to pay attention to this because not all voices are the same. And one of the things that Jesus says is if you, if you look at the outcome of a person's life, that's how you can begin to tell. And, and I've seen this time and time again with, with friends and family that I've known that, that for some reason they've gotten hurt or burned by something in church. And, and so they're just in this place of being vulnerable and they just want to chuck everything out. And so then they start listening to all these other voices out there that, that aren't leading them on the path of life. But if you looked at the outcome of those lives, you'd see that they've walked away from God a long time ago. And it's like, hey, they're not being discerning. They're just giving up because it's, it's hard right now. Instead of saying, like, Jesus, what, what do you want? Even though I'm wrestling, even though I'm struggling. Who, who do you want me to listen to? How do I hear your voice in this cacophony of voices? And so here's Jesus' second warning. And, and this, this good tree, good fruit, bad tree, bad fruit isn't just true of other people. I mean, it's also true of our own life. And so another way that we can know if we actually belong to Jesus is by looking at our lives. Right? Because your life and my life, our lives will tell the story of who we are. But more than that, our lives will also tell the story of whose we are. Like, is my life reflecting the reality that I, I belong to you? And, and so Jesus starts to share now his third warning. And he's like, hey, be careful. Be careful. Be careful that you really know me and, and you just don't know some things about me. Be careful that you really belong to me. And so he goes on in his third warning and he says this. He says, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. And that's a huge warning. Like, that's significant. And, and here's this crowd that's gathered around Jesus and because he's wanting to look out for them, what he's saying to them is, hey, some of you think you're good, but you're not. Some of you think you belong to me, but you don't. 
Because there's a huge difference between doing things in his name and actually knowing him. And so Jesus is saying, look out. Check your life to see if you really belong to me. And and I look at these warnings that he's telling us, and, and I have so wrestled with this in my journey and in my story. Like, Jesus, do I really know you? Or, or am I just playing some game or, or just hanging out with you when it's fun and then running my own way when it gets hard? Like, like so often I felt like the kid on the trail who's just looking around like, do, do I really belong to you? And what, what I so love about Jesus is that because he's for us, he doesn't just simply throw out these warnings and say, yeah, so good luck with that. Because he's looking out for us, he actually wants to show us how we can know we belong to him. And and so Jesus talks about this right here in this third warning. This is how he says we know we can belong. He says, only those who do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. Those that do what God desires are the ones that will enter. And so, like, Jesus, what what does that mean? Like, what are you talking, like, what does God actually want from my life? What are you talking about? And this is why it's very cool if you actually just choose to study the life of Jesus. He'll actually lead us into things of truth to help us answer questions like this. So in another moment of time, another time of teaching, Jesus is interacting in, in John's account of his life in chapter 6. And, and some people asked him this exact question. Hey, what, what are the things that God wants us to do? And I love what Jesus says because he gives us the answer. In John six twenty nine, Jesus says, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe. In the one he has sent. That sounds kind of simple, doesn't it? And and yet here's Jesus saying, what God desires from us is that we would believe in Jesus. Because when we do that, we're actually stepping into the gift God has given us, the gift of his son. And we're starting to step into this life of faith with him. And this is why Jesus says about himself that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Like what Jesus wants us to understand is he's the gate. He's the path. He's the voice of truth. If we will listen to him, he'll lead us into this life. And when we believe in Jesus, we're actually beginning to do the thing that God desires because what we're doing is trusting him with our lives. And that's what we were created for. If you think about all the things that go wrong in life, it's usually because we didn't trust him somewhere in the journey. And so this is what we see in the very beginning story of us as a race. The things got broken and things went sideways because our first parents didn't trust God's voice. They chose to listen to a different voice, and that led to so much brokenness in our story. But when we begin to believe in Jesus, we're stepping back into the life of trust and faith we were created for, which is why that's what God wants from us. Would you believe in the one I've sent? Because that's the life of faith you were created to live. And as we begin to walk with Jesus and follow him, we're trusting him like we were created to do from the very beginning. And we're doing what God desires from us because we're trusting him. It is simple. I mean, it's so simple that some people just walk away from it because they think, no, there's got to be more to it than that. And yet, just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. Because it's hard to trust him with our lives. It's hard to say, okay, I believe you. I'll follow you. Because believing in Jesus requires that sense of trusting him. Jesus, where you go, 
I will go. How you call me to live, I will choose to live because I believe that's the path of life. I believe yours is the voice of truth in my story. Even if I don't get it right now, I trust you. So you want to go left? I might need you to drag me a little bit, but I want to go with you. <laughs> work in my life. Work in my story. And so here's Jesus throwing out these warnings because he's looking out for us. Be careful. You're not missing it. Be careful you're not missing everything I'm about. Be careful. You're not thinking you're good when maybe you're not because I've come to do something for you. And so let me ask you some questions as we're just wrestling with, with these warnings that Jesus has is, is given us today. I mean, as you think about your life, what path are you on today? If you were just to step back and, and be honest about that. Because maybe Jesus wants to invite you to step into something new with him today. As you think about your life, like what, what are the voices you're listening to today? And are those voices leading you into life? or leading you into something that's not what God wants? Are you trusting Jesus with your life? Like his way above all other ways, his voice above all other voices, because he's the one speaking truth. And so I, I would imagine if you're anything like me, that when, when you hear these warnings, it, it causes you to reflect and to maybe even wrestle with Jesus over some things in your story. Like, I, I don't know, Jesus, if I trust you enough to go left with you on this one when I want to go right. And I think we can feel a lot of guilt and shame about the fact that we wrestle with Jesus. But here's what I would want to tell you. If you're wrestling with Jesus, that's great. Because it means you're actually taking him seriously enough to wrestle with him about the things he wants to talk to you about. So you don't have to give up. You don't have to walk away. You just keep leaning in and say, okay, help me understand. Help me understand what you're doing. Because I think that's one of the best ways we can actually know we belong to him is when we're willing to take him seriously enough to wrestle with him. Because it's in that wrestling that Jesus meets us. It begins to speak into our story, speak into our life, and invite us into something that he has for us beyond where we're at today. So like, what if that very thing you're wrestling with today is exactly where Jesus wants to meet you and lead you more deeply into the path of life? Like, what if that place you're wrestling with him today is exactly where Jesus wants to meet you and teach you to hear his voice, his voice of truth, so you can walk with him more, more fully into the story he's leading you into? What if that place... You're wrestling with Jesus today is right where he wants to meet you to let you know, hey, you do belong to me. Because you're wrestling with me, that means you're trying to believe in me. So let me meet you right where you're at and tell you that you belong. So listen to my voice because I'm for you. So I want to invite us to do something right now as we go into this last song together. The song that can be a prayer that can shape our hearts in this moment. But I want to invite you to adopt a posture of surrender in this moment. It's a symbolic way of posturing yourself to say, Jesus, okay, if you've got some business you want to do with me, I, I want to hear what you have to say to me today. 
And so if you want to do this, I just invite you to sit with your hands open in front of you. And you're just inviting him to come into the spot. Like, Jesus, what, what do you need to tell me that I need to hear? And with my hands open, I want to I wanna let you take from my life what needs to be removed, and I want you to put into my life what needs to be received. And so here I am with my hands open, asking you to lead me into the path of life. Asking you to speak to me the words of truth that you have for me. And so as we sing this song, let this posture be your posture towards Jesus. And let this song be the prayer that shapes your heart in this moment. And so Jesus, thank you that you care enough about us to say, be careful. Thank you that you care enough about us to tell us things that we may not always want to hear, but... In that wrestling with you, could we know that you are good and you are for us? If we ever doubted that, all we have to do is look at the cross. And that's your love on display for us for all time. So if you loved us enough to do that, could we trust you with what you're wrestling with us about today? And so we're here with hands open, inviting you to come inviting you to whisper into our souls, you belong to me. I am for you. I will always come for you. So listen to my voice. Let me lead you more fully into life. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information, at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.